Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, so much has been said about experience coming into the NBA Finals. The Warriors are making their sixth Finals appearance since in the past eight seasons, while no one, no player on your team has um, competed on this stage. How much does experience really matter once you compete in the NBA Finals, though? I think once you get out of the initial uh, media circus and the intensity and how everything is much more exaggerated, obviously it's not much different when you get on the court. Uh, we have guys that have that are young, but have been through a few Eastern Conference Finals already. And then our path this year, you know, two game sevens and um, playing some high level teams and taking a tough route. I think that's prepared us more than anything. I coached in two finals uh, my first two years in the league, got to Western Conference Final as a player myself. And then we've had other coaches who have been through it, and, you know, and won championships as well. And so we can kind of give our advice on what's to come. But uh, once we get out there, I think what's really been good about our group is and not caught up in the, the moment, um, the game sevens, uh, playing on the road. You see our record. And for more so than anything, it's just basketball at the end of the day. That's what we try to stress. And I think uh, that's the benefit of our group, being so young and approaching it that way. Back with the NBA Finals edition of the Causeway Street Podcast. My name is Joel Pavone, and I'm joined by Sean Dutra, and once again by Zach Pelican, and we're going to preview the NBA Finals, because guess what? The Celtics are back in the NBA Finals for the first time since 2010, and they're going to face the almighty Golden State Warriors after taking care of the Miami Heat in seven games, 100 to 96. It's a little... uh a little closer than uh, than most would have liked it to end that series. Hell of a series. But either way, the Celtics advance, and we're here to talk about it. So, fellas, what are your thoughts pretty much on how Game 7 ended and how the Celtics aren't the favorites going into this series against the Golden State Warriors? I mean, depending on who you talk to, they're not the favorites. Oh, well, well, I mean, <laughs> when I say they're not the favorites, it's more like the the, the national 
Yeah, ESPN had him at like an eighty six percent chance to win or something crazy like that. Yeah, that that good old uh, what is it? Power index nonsense. Yeah, guy yeah. bullshit, which is weird. It's just wild. But uh, okay, first thing, uh, was it a little bit of a letdown at the end of that that Heat series? A little, but it take away from the fact that the Celtics got the job done. Right, that's all that it comes down to. So, um, huge. In a way to sort of sack up at the end of that series and travel back down to Miami, which you didn't want to do, play the, the game for the full 48, went down to the wire, unfortunately, at the end there. But I thought it showed a lot of, uh, again, proved everybody wrong about the Celtics and that they are a front-running team. They, they aren't able to handle adversity. I think this playoff run has showed you Hands down, they can handle anything that comes in their way. That includes the Warriors. Yeah, I mean the Warriors are are definitely should be favored in this series with their championship experience. Steph, right? I mean, just his aura being fawned all over by national media and basketball sort of fake fans all over the world. But like, it is it, it's the passing of the torch, like the chance to put down. The team that you know has been reigning reigning over the NBA for the past ten years, and just make a statement. This is their this is say that they're fully here. Um, those are my initial thoughts. I mean, I I was actually pissed to hear all of the negativity of how we acted to the finals and how we got there, rather than the fact that we're the last two teams in the NBA in the finals standing here. So um, yeah, yeah, no, I I know what you mean. It's feels like the Heat are getting all this praise for losing in Game 7. Back, yeah. And for almost, like, you know, pulling off the whatever, the comeback, rather than the Celtics, you know, after four attempts in the Eastern Conference Finals in six years to finally get over the hump yeah, with, this, with this core. Those same people would be killing anyone for giving the Celtics a moral victory. If the sides were turned. Yeah, especially especially like the local media. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Oh, that's been pissing me off this week. But uh, other than that, man, I'm stoked. Subs in the final, baby. <laughs> Zach, your thoughts on uh, on everything so far? Well, I mean, I always try to take the approach of if I were to sit back and be in my seat in the beginning of the year and think to where we are right now, how would I react to it? And I said in the beginning of the year, I thought this team had the capability of being a top three seed. I didn't think that that was out of the realm of possibility, and we saw they could do it. And I said, you get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'd be pretty happy. That was about, was about the bar that I set for them. For them to jump that bar and get to the finals, to me, just shows the maturation of, of this team. You know, And I think you know, right from the start of this year, there was a – I know it's not quite the time to look back on everything as of right now. Um, but to make these finals, I think there is a level of achievement that I don't, I don't know if I was quite prepared for. Them, you know, so I'm, I'm still kind of in shock. I'm still kind of digesting the fact that they're here. <laughs> you know, they've arrived finally I feel uh, right. after. I feel yeah, right. I mean, after I'm, five I'm, or I'm, six I'm, years. Yeah, like I, it still hasn't hit me yet. I think until I actually see the court and the two teams at, at midcourt ready to jump the ball when it's going to be, oh, oh, the Celtics are in the finals. Oh, the finals. The finals. <laughs> 12 years later. Holy shit. <laughs> this is what's happening. 
that's what I'm a little bit worried about. Because I <laughs> like what are the actual Celtics feeling? Well, comparatively to a Golden State team who's yeah. like, oh yeah, damn right we're back. We knew we'd be back. Like you know what I mean? Like we're here. Exactly. We know. So. We just had to get healthy. Yeah, yes. I, I, Sean, I 100% agree. Are they going to be starstruck? But here's the thing. I thought they would have been against Milwaukee in the second round, playing the defending champions. I thought they would have been in the Eastern Conference Finals against Miami. So, and I, and I would have thought in game six, in the game six and seven in both of those series, we would have saw them freeze up. But we didn't. See, they they didn't. Yeah, I, I truly think that if they look at any team, they're not intimidated by any team, including the Warriors. What I feel like they're going to get intimidated by is the stage. So, like, like, I think when you look at the Bucks, you look at the Heat, you look at the Nets in the opening round, right? You're going up against KD and Kyrie. Like, that's yep. um, so, they've shown they're not afraid of any team, but, like, I don't know. I feel I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping I'm and I know sort of really coaching against this, but this has to be their mentality, you know, following some of the players, hearing some of the comments, seeing some of the social media posts, like, are, you know, don't get, you're in the fight, enjoy it, but yeah, there's still a job to be done, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, comments after uh, game seven, you know, especially from, from uh, Tatum and from Udoka, it's like, yeah, we're going to celebrate tonight. Like, this is, you know, what we worked hard for over the last few weeks just to 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 make it finally over the hump but we got work to do like you 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 could embrace the moment but at the same time the 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 goal wasn't to just come out of the east the goal was to is to win it all and yeah. and the like first few words when he was asking you know, how does it feel he was just like yeah it feels like we still got four more wins before you know before yeah. the job is done no one remembers who goes to the finals Exactly. Which I'll tell you what, those quotes, that tells me that Yudoka kind of has a little bit more than maybe a lot of people giving him credit for in terms of how he's kind of kept their heads in the game. Whereas, listen, we all love Brad Stevens, but Brad was kind of, yeah, go get him, guys. You know, he didn't really have that. Okay, yeah, you're great, but are you that great? You know, until, until you have that trophy over your head in the finals and you win the four in the finals, he's like, you're just another group of players. And I think finally, you know, maybe that's get it has gotten through to those guys and they understand that. So I'm hoping that the, the, the maturity of this team has finally gotten to that level where they're not going to show up and be starstruck and they're going to be there and say, you know what, we still got a job to do. And they understand that. I think your doke is a big reason because of that, or is a big reason for that. Hopefully. Yeah. Steph, <laughs> Steph during his, um, his media, availability was like you're still going to get those game one jitters right yes he's been there him and him and the warriors have been there you know six times out of the last eight years and it's like once those get out of the way it's like all right it's basketball and that's all and that's all that's all the two teams are there for it's the the final two teams battling it out and i think that's going to be natural the Celtics are still gonna they're still gonna feel some of that like Oh my God, I'm in the finals type of shit. You know, <laughs> I saw a picture where Tatum was pointing at the NBA finals logo on a chair. Like, yo, this is what I've been working hard for to, to make it to the stage and yeah. embrace yeah. it. But at the same time, do what the, what needs to be done. So yeah, for sure. First two games on the road for the Celtics. That's the second series in a row that that's, that that's happened. Um, does home court matter in this series? No. 
Does home court matter? See, I, I sort of lean towards Zach. I mean, Celtics have been a legitimate road team, more successful on the road this, or as successful on the road this play, these playoffs as they've been at home. They, their biggest wow. win, arguably, Game Seven in the Heat series and Game uh, Game Six in right. the. Series arguably their two biggest wins happened on the road. Well, I mean, Celtics are seven and two on the road in this postseason, and five and four at home. Okay, while the no, Warriors are while the Warriors are nine and zero oh at home. I think their regular wasn't their regular season record on the road pretty good too. It was. Who it the was. Celtics? Yeah. yeah. Um, they sucked on the road to start the season. But they yeah, sucked. well, there's just overall they sucked. Yeah, they sucked. <laughs> but they did uh, have that. They did have one of the better home records in the league, though. Regular yeah. season wise, so I, I mean, what what does that tell you if you have a, a a better away record? Maybe you're more focused on the road. I don't know. Well, I think I think a lot has to do with the uh, the fact that they haven't lost back to back games either. They're six and zero following yeah. a loss, so you know, take that for whatever it's worth. I think it only matters if they go down o two. If they go down o two, then you're talking about you know having to. A quote must win game three. <laughs> a must win win coming back home. And that I don't think you necessarily I don't know. It's just that that that's when it could matter. Um is the series two, three in the finals, or do they just do no, the it's, it's, it's the same. The way it's been the okay. way it's been the whole postseason. They they switched okay. that in the finals a few years back. Actually they switched that in the finals after the Celtics lost to the Lakers back in two thousand ten. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, maybe that's why it's sticking in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. It was two, three, two. Now I it's two, two, one, one, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I, I, but I don't think it's that. I think I don't think it's gonna be that big of a deal because of the travel, because of the travel time, because yeah, of the time. yeah, they're fucking like going across country. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, no. I think the rest is huge too. You know, these days leading up to it and uh, the time between game one and game two. Game one is Thursday tonight, and then game two is until Sunday. So that will help for injuries of you know Robert Williams, who's I guess listed day to day for the you know the remainder of this playoff run, and and Smart is you know always listed day to day. Those are the two that are always questionable coming into each game. We all know that the the spotlight is going to be on Steph and, and on Tatum, but what about what about the other guys? Who are you looking? To have a big finals here from both, looking, from both sides. Are you looking for an X factor? Not necessarily because X factor doesn't have to mean. Because I'm think I'm I'm talking about players like Jalen Brown, like Clay Thompson. You know, an X factor would be like Derek White, or or like Peyton uh, or Peyton Pritchett. Uh, I don't. Oh, I think the teams are so deep that those. Uh, I don't know. I think if you're looking for an X factor, it's gonna. That's not the question. I'm just talking about like. Like who are the other players to look out for that are going to potentially have a big series outside of Tatum and, and Curry? Yeah, they expect. It. <laughs> yeah, I think the guy that and he's been doing it all postseason. The guy that's kind of been under unsung and has been a, a steady presence for the for the Celts all along is Al Horford. I mean, this is his his time. I mean, thirty what thirty five, thirty six years old, thirty five years old, yeah. getting an opportunity for the first time. I think he's going to seize the moment. He's the one guy that I'm looking at. And you got to think, he's one of those guys. I know we're saying Robert Williams and Marcus Smart being guys that are beneficiary to getting the extra day in between. 
But Al Horford being at his age and the minutes that he's taken on, yeah, that's going to be a huge benefit to him too. He's going to get that additional time. So I think he's a guy, especially with a Golden State team that's built from the outside in. You know, I think he's a guy that can really take advantage. I think the the the, the pick and roll game with him and Brown and, and Tatum. He should be in line for a pretty good series. I mean, who's going to defend him? You know, you're going to put an undersized Draymond on him, or you're going to try uh, Kayvon Looney. He might be, uh, he might be a little bit of a factor here. You know, more, more, or as much, if not more so, than he has been throughout the playoffs in my mind. And then there's always the the three point threat too that exactly can't go uh, undervalued yeah. here. And and they don't they don't have anyone that can defend bigs really. I mean, Draymond. Probably going to be doing some time with Tatum. I would assume. I don't know. I, I mean, what do you guys feel like? You, I mean, they'll probably do it by committee, but there'll be times where he'll be banging with Tatum instead of try, if he's their best defender, trying to lock down Tatum and then give Wiggins to Brown. I mean, that's probably that's what I would do if I was them. But then you are going to leave Horford with a mismatch, right? I I think Horford Horford one hundred percent stretching the floor running the offense through him, the pick and rolls we've seen him be able to to get Jason Tatum with a mismatch or get Jalen Brown with a mismatch, I think it'll be absolutely huge. And you make a good point about the rest because they're like there it seems like each one of these seven game series, like there's been flashes of, of Al and then you sort of lose him for a little bit, but what do you expect? Like <laughs> he's thirty six. He needs playing every other night for fourteen straight games. That's tough on 36-year-old legs. So I, I totally agree. When I'm looking, I, I, I think it's somewhat similar for the Celtics. Uh, I mean, Grant Williams has to come and show up to play. He can't go invisible this series, too. Because yeah. I think there's going to be, if I'm if I'm going to bet on one thing in this series, Grant Williams and Draymond Green are getting into it. At one point in this series, they're getting <laughs> like there's others' grills, and they're, they're going to be separated. I bet you. So I think he brings a little bit of toughness that you need to match up against Draymond. Um, he gives you the ability to continue to switch and put him on any. But I would put if he's if he's in front of anybody but Steph, I'm feeling okay about him staying in front. Like he he's shown he can guard multiple positions, and then another guy that can shoot the three. So I think we picked the same the same like reasons. But the Celtics have multiple players who could fit that role, which is probably. Why we're here? Why? Yeah, and I, I, I think and this literally just popped in my head. I think this series, for the first time since the Brooklyn series, Boston will have a clear and distinct physical edge on who they're playing in terms of their willingness to rough things up. Uh, because I don't think Golden State, for the most part, with Curry, with Thompson, even Wiggins, and a lot of that bench, they're going to want to play a more finesse game and. You know, if you look at the Dallas series where, you know, they were able to do that. You know, it was either you run with us or, you know, we're going to run you out of the gym. And I think that for the first time since the Brooklyn series, Boston's going to have a clear advantage in that physicality. And outside of Draymond, yeah, I mean, you you might see the series where there's a lot of games with a lot of the Celtics having you know, three or four or five fouls. And they're just going to roll through them and say, you know what, we're going to play, you know, nine, ten deep. We're gonna hack you up a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna muscle up against Curry, which they've already done this year with Marcus Smart, and they're they're gonna make it a physical series on him. So I think that, um, yeah, I mean, that, I think it's a, 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 
the, the Grant Williams Draymond Green showdown. It's awesome. Coming. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know Al's not going to rough it up with anybody. No, no, no. Unless it's Giannis. But Grant will get in there. And Marcus Smart, of course, will be probably pouring gasoline all over that fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think on the flip side, though, on about the Warriors, real quick, I think this this, this is the first time that they're facing, a, you know, a, a team that has more length, a, a considerable amount of yeah. length, more so than than the Warriors have. Um, like who 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 really during their 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 run to the finals for the Warriors, who was a team that was like big in terms of like Dallas Dallas was, Dallas was not at all. Grizzlies, I guess Jaron Jackson. Jr. He played. He played very well in that series, um, and that was the hardest series they had uh, going into the final. Going into yeah. the front. Yeah, yeah, they did lose a game by like yeah, fifty six points, right? Something like that. So, for, so. for matchups, for matchups, that could be re- that could be your indicator right there. You know, a Memphis team that they're not exactly built like the Celtics, but there's a mentality that is kind of similar there. So that's a very good point. I think it's similar because they have they have. Defenders that can knock down the three on that team, and and that's that's what gave the Warriors trouble. Yeah. And Al healthy and doesn't get Jordan pulled, dirty cheap shot. Jordan Poole ripping his knee off. <laughs> then that series probably goes a little bit farther. What did that go six? It went six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think they sort of showed you a blueprint of how you can frustrate these. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. These... They didn't whoop that trick hard enough. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I gave you a little bit of a blueprint how you can slow down the Warriors. Now, if I look on the other side of things, too, to, like, the X Factor on the Warriors, uh, what Clay Thompson is going to show up? Mm. That's the big question. When I look at, like, can we stay with these Warriors on paper who look like they're going to be, you know, just be able to have unlimited amount of offensive firepower, but I've watched Clay all season since he's come. He's come back pretty intently because of uh, Sway and I's fantasy team. Motherfucker <laughs> is hot and cold, and has been hot and cold all playoffs too. Yeah, and, and you're not getting. You're not going to get third quarter Clay. I mean, those days are are gone, or maybe the future. He's not there yet, but I mean, he can put up twenty five points, thirty points in a game, and and be that number two guy. But there's also games where he shows up and. It's what four for four for fifteen with twelve points, and he just doesn't have it. So, like, what yeah, are you gonna get? Yeah, but that's what they they do have the depth now that you know they they might have been lacking even even before even before like you know Durant landed on that landed on that squad. But I mean, they're young. They're young guys. I'm not worried about Jordan Poole at all. All right. I'm not worried about Jordan Poole at all. If Jordan Poole gets on the court and Marcus Smart is out there, he's going to eat his fucking lunch. Like, it's not even going to be... Jordan Poole seems like the softest, streaky player I've ever... I don't... I don't I, I'm not worried about Jordan Poole at all in the NBA Finals. We're talking about shrinking in the big moments. Sir, he will he will prove what he is uh, and when he's when he's actually being defended. And not getting open looks from Steph and Clay being on the court with him at the same time. He's going to be nothing in this. I, I guarantee that. Right. And, and in a series where, in theory, anyway, 
the refs are going to let them play a little bit more. There's oh, going to yeah. be a little bit more leash. So it's, I think the, the physicality for Boston is going to be the key. This is this is that 1980, what was it, the 83 uh, finals or whatever it was with the Celtics and the Lakers. The Lakers were far more talented, but Boston was more physical. And that's what they did. They just went into it, get more physical, bang them around, set the tone, just like we did against Brooklyn in the first round. And I think that's where it's going to be all at. So, but yeah, I'll, the last thing I'll say on that is um, we got to keep in mind here that a lot of this team, and this is going to be a little bit of a credit given to a past generation here. A lot of this team was built by Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens hand in hand. Yeah. And it was built to beat the prototype of this Golden State Warriors team. This mm-hmm. is what they built this team to do is be able to uh, switch on your your high pick and rolls, switch on everything on the perimeter, and have at least four, if not five, guys that are interchangeable defenders on anyone on the court. This is the series that they were built for. And, you know, credit to Ainge, credit to Stevens, but this is it. So as much as it is a situation of like, well, you know, it's a huge opportunity, and are they ready, and are they going to be focused? This is what they're all here to do. And it's been this way for like five, six years. This has been the plan all along. And it's here finally. So it's it's kind of cool that it's ended up this way. But credit to, to Ainge and to Stevens because this is what they built and this is what they built for. So it's it's super interesting in that regard. Hey, I, I 100% agree. And I think we've all had this circle like, when the Celtics were getting close to the finals in those years, we were like, we can get, we can get the Warriors. We got it. But like, and also like, this is why they never traded Marcus Smart. Yeah. Moment. He is the best defender against the Warriors in the league over the past. I mean, granted, sample size, small. But still, he's when he's defending against the Warriors, his, his defense and perimeter lockdown defense and how he gets up in people's faces and turn, makes them turn the ball over or makes them think twice about shooting or makes them think twice about, you know, uh, having the pick come and set for them or which way they're going off the screen, like that type of defense slows down these Warriors, man. It's just, well, it always happens. Funny thing that you mentioned that because the, the Celtics actually have the best record against the Warriors over any other team over the last seven years, pretty much when they started their run. Yeah. Nine and five. And the majority of those wins came on the road. Yeah. Against the Warriors. So take right. that again, take that whatever it's worth, right? Take that with a grain of salt. Uh, with t- Taking it as gospel here. <laughs> Lock it down. Lock what'd it down. What did you say it was? Nine, nine and five? Nine and five. And the next that, team. That's more, that's more than seven. And that's more than four wins. So yeah. I so, and the, and, and the next team after that is the Spurs at 11 and 12. So, that's under 500. Uh, the rest of the, the rest okay. of the teams are well below 500. Yeah. So, just, just friggin' kryptonite. The Warriors kryptonite right here. That's what you can call the Boston Celtics. So one other thing too, talking about the series, and I'm sure we'll get into some some different stories we probably got lined up, Joel. But the one thing I want to be looking for the series, when the Celtics are coming off of, let's call it, let's just call it all playoffs, not playing a team that could really score the basketball in bunches. The Nets should have, they didn't, right? Yeah. The Bucks wanted to slow it down, and they couldn't hit threes if they wanted to. Yeah, without, without Middleton, even yeah, even even more yep. so uh, difficult for them to do that. Yeah, can the Celtics and their offense, like, because I know their defense will slow them down, but can the Celtics score 130 points a night? 
in some of these games if they have, if it, if they have to. You think that's what it's going to take in some of these games? It will. I think so. They're the Warriors, man. I do yeah. think that the Celtics defense will slow them down, but there are going to be nights when you have to just keep up with the I Warriors. Mean, ultimately, it's the best defense against the best offense, right? Because even though, yeah, the Warriors do do play great defense, it's not to the level of the Celtics or just below, just a, a notch below, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, I think if that's the case, that if the Warriors, you know, run away with a game or two where they are, you know, 120 or, or more, then then the Celtics fucked up. <laughs> because that's, yeah, you're, you're losing those games. Yeah. You're giving up 120, 130 plus. Yeah. If it ends up, if one of these games end up, ends up a shootout between both squads and you're asking me who would win, uh, it's a, that's a, that's a toss up because I mean, we've seen the Celtics when they're hot, you know, dropping 22, 23, 24 threes in a game. But when they're not hot, it's awful. All right. I'm just going to throw these, these numbers out there and I know they're not playing the Celtics. Throw them out there. Throw them out there. 130, uh, 142 points, 120, uh, 126, 121 and a loss. Uh, 123, 128, 123. You know how many times the Celtics scored 120 points in these playoffs? Once. Once. Yeah. So I'm just saying, even if we can slow them down, and let's say we keep them in the low, the low to mid, like, I think if you keep the Warriors under 110 points, like, you're playing pretty well, good defense. Like, that's... Well, the Warriors are averaging about 115, right? Right, so you're going to hold them to, let's say you hold them to 110. You're putting them underneath their average, which is good defense. I mean, the Celtics were winning games. But you got to remember, like, too, that, like, you know, both teams are going to tighten up their, their rotation. We're gonna, you're going seven at the most, I think, from on both ends here. I just think it's something to look out for. No, I, get, all right. no, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. It's not necessarily the Celtics can't keep up with them, but how especially in that Heat series, and you even saw shades of it in the Bucks series, they can't go cold. They oh, can't no, no. go six minutes without a without a bucket. Like, yeah. even when they started those Heat games well, and they were up to, like, a 7-1 to start or something, that was over, like, five minutes of basketball. Well, this, right? is, the only, this is the only team I think that they're, they're about to face right now that they're capable of uh, climbing out of a – a 10, 15, 20 point hole just, just by shooting their way back in. Right. Right. And, and so like the Warriors, they're capable of doing that. How many times we saw that, you know, uh, in their, in their, in their last couple of series. But I agree with the Celtics. Like if you, it's, it's a game of runs, right? If you, if you're able to, to hold on to a, a decent sized lead, then they have to, they have to do what they've been doing all, all playoffs. And that's just lock down defense and just tire them out. And I think the, I think the Warriors could, could potentially fall into that again if they're shooting if they're hot from from beyond the three point arc then that might be easier said than done. But the Celtics aren't holding the the heat I think they match up well regardless though. No, no, I'm not saying the, that. The but. Celtics aren't holding them to ninety points. Well, I mean, Maybe look, the, they got got to show up off on the offensive end is what I'm saying. They can't. They can play. They have to play really good defense as a bread and butter. I think they're going to play really good defense. But you you have to have to be able to get to the free throw line. You have to be able to, you know, I take each team it's shots. Yeah, drive to the hole and don't rely. Like 
you hit if you're hitting threes, keep taking them. But you can't you can't get off to such a slow start like they have in some of these games because then I think you'll be chasing and the Warriors. No, no are- you're right, you're right. And I I do I do think that each team will have at least one blowout in this series. Yeah, like, you know the 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 Warriors. They don't even want to bitch and complain if about what. If they reach, if like the Warriors reach, you know, halftime down by like 20, 25 points, they might just be like, you know what? This is just not our night. So let's just pull our guys. And that might be that, you know, that, that type of, that type of game that we, that we, we may, we may see here, but you can't count out either team. I think when you, when it comes to double digit leads, but I think the Celtics, they tend to have a hard time putting up points when they're cold from three. Yep, and that's that. That's something to watch out for because even if they're locking down the Warriors, like it's not going to be like those Heat series. You're not holding the Warriors to seven minutes of scoreless basketball. Even your best defense is not going to hold them to that. Like you, they have people are focusing on the defense, and like, yeah, I I agree. They'll play good defense, but you have to play well on both sides of the ball. Cause it, it, even when you're playing great defense, the Warriors, like you said, I think we all know they can score 10 points in 30 seconds. And that's not, that's not Unusual. remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Dallas have a stretch where they shut it down for like a quarter though? It was like game three or four or something like that, where they just went ice cold and <laughs> like shut them down. Well, there, I'm imagining that. There was that in that Memphis game where they scored like twenty points in the first half or some shit crazy. Yeah, but they, they packed it. They packed it in because they knew like we're going back to we're going back home, so it don't even matter. Yeah, my two. I agree with a lot of what you're saying there, Sean. My only thing is when teams. I mean, it's just mathematics is when or basketball physics, if you will. When teams shoot more threes you tend to see the other team have more opportunities because if they miss two or three in a row, you can make up points. And that's what I hate about the Celtics. When they get into this three-point, got to shoot three, got to shoot three offense, you miss long, you open up fast-break basketball, and you can give up leads very quickly. And that's why for Golden State, I almost feel like if they de- if they offensively get sucked in the th- into the three-point line all game long and they don't try to get to the rim with Curry – with Wiggins, which I think from a Golden State side of things, I think Wiggins is the real X factor here. He's got to play well. I think he's the X factor. He's got to play well because they need someone going to the rim. And I don't think Thompson has the explosiveness. But anyway, if Golden State gets stuck in that mindset of we got to beat him at the three-point line, I hope Yudoka and the Celtics are smart enough to say, okay, you know, we don't have to try to be. I mean, they have all-time shooters. The Celtics have great shooters, but they don't have all-time shooters compared to them. You've got to be careful. You don't want to get into those. those oh, like oh well, isn't Marcus Smart the number one all-time three-point shooter in Celtics history, or something like that? I hope not. Are you? Are you <laughs> that would be a sad statement. You, I'm about to say, I'm like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound factually correct. Not, right? even, not even, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Wait, wait. He has some type of record. I know it's not that, but yeah, he's top. Yeah, I think he's top ten. He might even top five and threes all time. I think. I mean, he, he passed. He passed like Antoine. He's passed like Avery Bradley. He's passed like players like that. Uh, maybe he's passed Pierce or something. I don't know. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Pierce. <laughs> Pierce, Pierce is still number one and made three pointers, brother. <laughs> still, how dare you? How dare you? Oh, oh, this is what it was. Most threes made in a single game. That's what it was. 
Jesus. This year, he <laughs> knocked down, uh, he had 11. He had 11 three-pointers in one game. Remember that? Yeah. But doesn't mean he's uh, the, the all-time best three-point shooter in the Celtics history. What's wrong with you? Um, I would say very close. Okay? Right. And we're talking about all-time. Give him all-time right there. Single game. All right. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is powered by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all your latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casinos and poker games. It's easy to get started, so head to our website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Another thing I want to bring up, turnovers. Believe it or not, the Golden State Warriors average more turnovers, or have been averaging more turnovers than the Celtics in this postseason. Um, uh, obviously, that's been... An Achilles heel for the Celtics, especially in their losses in the, in the postseason. Uh, they have to take care of the ball. Can't be with these careless passes. Um, what, do, what, what, are our, what are our thoughts there? Like, Do, do you think they clean that up or uh, predicate more to how the Warriors want to do things? Like, Bro, turnovers has been the, the one thing you can point to freaking every single loss they've had. It seems like this postseason has been turnovers, but the war, the Warriors' defense, I don't necessarily think is, and I probably took the stat and probably they led the league in like forced turnovers, but I just don't feel like they're a turnover type defense more than like, like must the Miami Heat more so like taking taking advantage of like yeah when someone <laughs> you know makes a lazy pass type of thing right, right. the Miami Heat forced turnovers oh yeah, yeah. they were they were swiping left and right yeah. Uh, the Giannis forced turnovers. Drew Holiday forced turnovers, but I just don't feel like the Warriors play that way. I mean, I feel like they're more predictive, team defensive, taking chances here and there, d- diving into the passing lanes. But they're not going to be up and swipe the ball. I just don't feel like they're that type of team that has those type of defenders. So maybe the Celtics can play well against that type of team, but also the lazy passes that have plagued us too uh, could even plague us even more if, if they're if they're you know, taking those type of chances, but yeah, I I think in game one, you're going to really be able to assess how much of an issue that's going to be, because I think what we've seen, at least in the games that I have watched now, I'll be, I'll admit I missed, um, I missed the last two games, but games, of course, game six and seven, I was traveling. Um, How how dare you? Oh, this man. <laughs> but um, it feels like when they've run into issues with the turnovers, it's been typically high pressure, you know, and, and, and high pressure, a lot of it on Jason Tatum, to be honest. It feels like they teams have kind of tried to go up, defend him at the three, trap him, and force him into a bad pass when they initiate the offense. And I think in game one, we're going to be able to tell pretty quickly how aggressive Golden State's going to get on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and anyone that isn't a Marcus Smart or Peyton Pritchard or Derek White initiating that offense. 
And I think that's where we've seen some of the issues. You've had good perimeter defenders getting in, you know, those guys who are okay ball handlers. I, I venture to say Jalen Brown's not a very good ball handler at all. If he gets forced to his left, he looks like me out there. It's it's awful. Um, and then Tatum, I mean, if he's got his time, he can handle, but he's not really a guy that I would say is a primary ball handler. He's not someone I would want initiating an offense as often as he does. Uh, but I think that high pressure and that trap is going to be really where you're going to be able to tell quickly. If Golden State's aggressive out there, the turnovers could be an issue. That could be a problem. Um, but if they play like like I think they're going to, like Sean was saying, where they're going to be a little bit more kind of read and react, you're, you're probably going to be all right. I think you're going to be all right in that regard. I think Boston turning over Golden State is going to be a big thing, but that's also going to be a a, um, a byproduct of the fact that I think Boston's going to be aggressive. They're going to go after them. They're going to be physical. They're going to set that tone. And I would say in assuming this series goes at least six games, I'd say half, if not more than half of the games, they're going to be, you know, hyper-aggressive. They're going to go after these guys and they're going to go after, you know, the, the turnover battle and they should win the turnover battle in most of those games. Okay. The one thing that has sort of plagued the the Warriors offense too, I mean, I'm just looking at some of the stats. I mean, I mean they're averaging uh fourteen turnovers a game. I mean, that's similar to the Celtics turnover woes. So I mean, if they're not gonna be careful with the ball as well, I mean if they you know, then that that's like that could be it. That that could be where we win some of these close games is if we can force those turnovers. And again, the Warriors did that against whoever the hell they played in the first round, the Grizzlies and then the Mavericks, who none of those teams play defense at all. <laughs> so, I mean, they'll they force a couple turnovers here and there. The Warriors don't take care of the ball. Then we're talking about, 18, 19, 20 turnovers in a game, and you're not going to win like that against someone. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think a, another big a, another big sub-story I think is going to be the rebounding battle. If Boston wins the rebounding battle, game in and game out, they're going to win most of these games, and they're going to win the series. And they should honest. the rebounding battle. They should. They've got the length. They've got the better rebounders on their team. I think if they are rebounding well, because here's the thing. you got to think about it. Boston's going to defend – the three-point line better than anyone else Golden State's played all year long. We know that. If they are forcing them into bad shots, if Golden State is not hitting and just unconscious hot, they're going to be giving up rebounds. They're going to be giving up fast breaks. And that transition game where Boston, when they're running, is thriving. Mm-hmm. They, that, those are the games where they win by 30, 40 points. And they blow the team off of the, off the map. If they're rebounding, not giving second shots to Golden State, and they're defending that three-point line like we know they're capable of, they could win this series, and they can win it faster than I think a lot of people are thinking, to be honest, which I know is a little uh, little, a little uh, touchy to say that. But in all honesty, because Golden State's only 100% advantage in this series, in my opinion, going into it, is scoring. They're shooting. Yeah. They're shooting. You know, they have all-time great. They have two of probably the top five shooters in the history of the game on that team, and a few other guys that are pretty good. That's, but, where, I get, that's where I get stuck, Zach, because if we're talking about, like, breakdown basketball. Rebounds, turnovers. Yeah. That's how you win the game. The fact is, though, the Warriors have proven they can overcome that with historic <laughs> shooting. So that's what sucks. That's what that, 
that's why we're like sitting here like thinking this is this is like if we're if we're looking at forget about the names of the teams and you're just looking at the numbers it's like of course the Celtics have yeah, they win the series. They win the series on, on paper in on paper in normal basketball context. They win it. They win it because they're they're going to out rebound. They're going to they're going to force turnovers. They're going to play great defense. They're going to score. Like they're going to move the ball. They're going to probably have more assists than the Warriors. Steph Curry can go out for forty points in a quarter. Like that's realistic. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's, it's just and then the intangibles about being there before. So we'll see. I'm a little bit torn about. Where this goes, I, I mean, we'll we'll talk about predictions probably in a little bit, but like we'll we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we we it's, we felt the same way against uh, like Miami, uh, like they were supposed to be the better rebounding team, and that wasn't the case. Like five out of the seven games, the games that got dominated, those were Bam games. Like Bam showed up, and not, the Warriors don't nah, have a Bam. Bam Bam showed up once, and they got they. Pulled within one when they were down like twenty six, with no Jimmy Butler in the second half, and then there wasn't another Bam game. If you want to say a game seven was a Bam game, all right, you can say a game seven was a Bam game. I, but I mean, rebounding wise, I'm not talking about total domination. Oh, okay, but they, all right. They, they have like the best rebounder on the Warriors. Who is it? Draymond? Yeah. Kevin Looney. It's probably Draymond. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm not worried about Otto Porter. Yeah, Grant <laughs> will dominate the boards in this series. Never mind Tatum. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, Butler was gone for a half of a game, and and he didn't. He, he played like shit in two and a half games of of the series, and he, he still nearly pulled off beating the Celtics single handedly in those last few minutes of the game seven. I mean, I'm looking at it on both sides here when it comes to. One player that can take over. I mean, you say it's Steph, Sean. Do you believe the same thing, uh, Zach? That it's, it's Steph can can still can still do that at 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 thirty three years old, thirty four years old. Well, less so than what we saw, you know, four and five years ago. You know, I, I don't think he is. I don't think he's got the the energy and endurance to do that at 33, the way that he did that, because then he could take over a series and he could do it, you know, three, four, five games where he would be the absolute horse all the way through. No questions asked. I think he can do it in pockets, which, which is enough. You know, if he can take over a quarter, he can change a game. And, you know, I think Curry is still the most dangerous player in this series and and in all truth. And can he be equaled by a Jason Tatum? I don't think so. And that's no knock on Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, I think, is the most talented player we've seen in Boston in you know, 40 years. Easy. But at the end of the day, Steph Curry is one of the greatest offensive threats, offensive guards, and maybe the greatest guard offensively that we've ever seen. Or point guard, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There uh, you go. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a couple others that come into the equation, too. But yeah, in terms of point <laughs> guards... <laughs> but um yeah i mean in pockets he can still absolutely do it he can absolutely shift the game very quickly but i'll be honest i mean in the games that i watch in the dallas series and the memphis series this golden state team it's a great team they've got a lot of great attributes but i did not see the same team that i saw in their championships several years ago i did not see a team that was the same quality that was like an all-time team this is a good team 
It's a very good team. I mean, to come out of the West and and be able to be the team that's in the finals, that's great. But yeah, I think this, I think that's a, the only... this team is much closer to its competition than what we've seen in the past, which is yeah. why I look at it and say, I don't know how I feel about this series quite yet. It's going to take probably three games before I can really sit in and just yeah. be like, okay, now I have an understanding of what this is going to look like. And, and I'll tell you what, Boston can win the first three games. That's mm. not out of the question, you know? But, um, you know, for me, Golden State, I, I, I think Curry is going to be a huge part of it. But I think I think it's going to be that second grouping of guys. Like you're, like Sean said, I think he's right on. Clay Thompson has had some games where you've looked at him like, who's that guy? Who's wearing Clay's jersey tonight? Because that's, that's not the Clay Thompson I remember. And then, you know, Andrew Wiggins, who's had a, a renaissance season where he's looked like the player we thought he was back in that draft when we wanted to, we wanted him so badly. You know, he's looked like that guy this year. But, um, you know, matchups are going to be a big part of this as well. And, and you know, there's um, certainly some some uh, bench factors that you have to take into consideration. But, uh, yeah. I mean, 123 combined finals experience versus zero. Goose egg. <laughs> I, think, and- I think that's the only advantage they have and then – from a, 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 I guess, a casual basketball fan, they'd be like, well, you know, the Celtics probably don't have a chance here. You know, it was a great season. They, you know, they made it all the way to the finals, but this yeah. might be the end of the line for them. You're right, Zach. On paper, Celtics could easily win this in six games, right? But it depends on the mindset of the, the Warriors. Like, you know, what do they have to prove, right? That's, that, that's, yeah. that's been their whole thing. Like, we didn't make the playoffs the last two seasons. If we were healthy in 2019, we would have won it. We would have beat Toronto. Uh, the year that they lost to Cleveland, oh, if uh, Draymond didn't get suspended, they would have won it. Like they, they have all these. They they don't forget shit yeah. like that. And the Celtics, what they need to you know hang their hat on is we don't care. We don't care. Like this is what yeah. you know. This is the role we decided to take. We wanted Brooklyn. We wanted uh, Milwaukee. We wanted Miami because those are the three teams that ended our season early the last three years. So this time around, and I agree with you guys, that's a great point you guys brought up at the beginning of the episode. The Celtics were always built or like that was the matchup that everybody wanted, the Warriors. We want the Warriors because the Warriors are homegrown and the Celtics are, are we're, we're, they're trying to do the same and, you know, adding a couple of veteran pieces. Now these two teams are here. So, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's tough to gauge this series. I'll throw another reason why it's tough to gauge the series. Celtics are a significantly younger team, minus Al Horford. Yeah, so I, you, I was the only person, only player over thirty on this team. Yeah, right. But you feel like, so you feel like they'd have more more legs. The top four players in average minutes per game this playoffs are on the Celtics. I'm I'm not shocked because Udoka Udoka, Udoka rides his seven eight man rotation hard. Al's thirty six minutes a night during the playoffs. Bro, even the, the beginning fight. of the season, that was my that was my knock on on Udoka. Like, why like why do they go out in the summer and get all these you know veterans if he's only going to stick with seven eight guys? But this is what he's done the whole fucking season. He ain't going to change it up now. I'm just saying the the Celtics can they last? They set another seven game series. Three straight seven game series of playing these guys. The minutes are going to go up for these guys. Probably not out, but the minutes are going to go up. Tatum's going to damn near pull Jimmy Butler minutes. <laughs> he may be up to 46 tonight with just a breather here or there. All right. Right now, Tatum is leading the team at 41 minutes. 
Jalen, yeah. Jalen at 38, Smart at 36, Horford at 36.7, and then, and then it's Grant Williams. So, I mean, Robert Williams is averaging about 21. So I don't know if you want to keep him around there or if he's healthy enough to play more than that. Eric, no, Robert <laughs> gets to play more freaking minutes, man. He could not be a 20, 20 minute a night but player. But how effective is he if he's not like, you know, 60 or 70% him, Robert Williams? We've talked about I this. Get out there for 30 minutes a night. He is 24 goddamn years old, right? But he's not. He doesn't have 24-year-old knees. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, got Greg, he's got the Greg Oden knees. How I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Horford's got better knees than his dude, man. Yeah, and say, Horford's about to turn 36 the day after the game one. Yeah, what? So how old are how old are? I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't. Forty. I can't gauge on that. Can you? Can you? I don't know. I don't know. There's I some days where he looks like he's an 18 year old out there, but then like the next day or like you know hours after a game, it's like oh he's he's his shit's sore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it but sounds that's... bad when they say sore, but like people forget it's is a surgically repaired uh, meniscus, right? That's what it is—a partially torn meniscus. Uh, meniscus. I'm sorry, meniscus. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, predictions. What do we got? Initially, well, initially, uh, I said I said six. I'm sticking with that. Against the Nets, I said five. They swept them against yeah. uh, uh, Milwaukee. I also said five, and I went seven. Uh, against Miami, so I said six. But so you're you're under like one. I said six against Miami. I was. I don't know if. I don't know who was more pissed than I was. Obviously, the players were. But other than that, after game six, I was just like, what the – like, I don't know what the fuck was yeah. going to happen in game seven, to be honest. And I don't think you want to go across the country in the game seven. But that's just me. Yeah. You gladly go if you force a game seven. Then you're like <laughs> – Well, yeah, Dude, you're right. Different yeah, you're right. You're right. If, there's a, if they're able to wrap it up in six – okay, you're right. If they're able to wrap it up in six, you don't want to go – Across the country, right? This is different from going three hours down south than six across country. So, yeah, I'm I'm going Celtics in seven. I've been doing it every single series so far. Uh, seems to be working out in our favor. The same guy. <laughs> this is the same guy. The same guy. You shit on Durant. You shit on Curry, but yet you're afraid of him when it comes to the fucking playoffs. I'm just realistic (laughs) (laughs) that's the first time you've ever said that by the way on this podcast realistic wow fucking true thing ever of all time uh i would i would i would have taken averages or averages because they're averages (laughs) i'll put it this way there is nothing more that i'd like to do to sit here and be like florida that's (laughs) all i want to do but it hasn't been working out but I'm not going to do that. I'm picking the Celtics in seven because that is the way. It is the way. If it was up to you, it'd be it'd be a hundred to zero, right? They'd just sweep through the season, sweep through Let's the playoffs. Ninety eight, no, ninety eight, no. The best, the best team ever. Then at that point, yes, yeah, ninety eight. All right, yeah, Zach. I mean, I know you said it was tough to gauge, but and you say you need to take like what, like three games before you have an idea where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. Um. I, I'm going to go with they either win it in six or lose it in seven. Oh, so you're, I think if you go to seven, I think you're in trouble going across cross country in their house with their experience and with the guys that have done it before. But then again, I think that's going to be a tall task. Then again, like they've done it time and time again yeah, in this postseason. Jane done in the finals. Yeah, yeah you're right. 
Yeah, he, so he, no, no, this this is it. All right, here, here here's here's your prediction. Pick it and stick Pick it. it in six, and Jason Tatum becomes the new Mister Game Six. He takes takes the mantle from Jordan, and he becomes the new Mister Game Six. Celtics in six, love it. Say Celtics in six. I say Celtics in six, and you know what else? I'll make a bold prediction. Jalen Brown is your MVP. Ooh. I think I think I think this is his series. He remembers when when Steph Curry said, "Oh, you're too little." A few years ago, when he when he shot at when he shot at, I said, and, talk too much. He said, "Jalen the Turpin." Jalen the Turpin. Oh, that's what it was. All right, whatever, whatever. Like Jalen doesn't forget. Jalen doesn't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna go off in this series. That's just me. That's just my personal take. You know, bold you're right. People don't forget. You're right. You're right. That's, that's are we doing true. bold prediction time? You want to do a bold prediction? They want to do a bold prediction. Go ahead. I mean, so before I get in my bold prediction, I have one bone to pick with what Zach said, and it just rang in my head. I forgot to say it. I do think that Jason Tatum can keep up with Steph Curry. If Steph, like Jason Tatum can score with Steph Curry, he 100% can. So you said that he could, he probably then, then, you, then you got an equalizer in that case. So. I think you do. I think you do. I mean, I, I, I mean, and, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why I think Jalen is going to be your MVP because those two might cancel each other out. Yeah. And also, we're talking final step. We're not talking regular season. Yeah. Shimmy the, step. the same we're final talking- step who hasn't won an MVP. I get you. I get never, you. Mr. Never won an MVP. Mr. Yep. Mr. Averaging 20 points a game in the finals, something like that. Uh, Mr. That step. That's, sorry. That's where, that's where Smart steps in. <laughs> Hell yeah. And speaking of my bold prediction, I think that. When it's all said and done, I don't know if he'll win the trophy, but we're going to look back on it and say that Marcus Smart was the most valuable player in the Celtics finals win. They could dollar out. Finals game winning plays. That's what Marcus Smart's going to bring in this series. As long as he knows when to shoot and when not to shoot, I believe it. That's the only thing. Shoot the ball when you're open, Marcus. Don't listen to these motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) If you're open, shoot the damn ball. One for 12, one for 14. Oh, God damn it. Stop shooting, Marcus. Please, God. Hey, <laughs> everyone wants to bitch about the end of that game. He was open on all five of those shots in the fourth quarter. To his credit, to his credit he's done He's done less of that since the turnaround. No, well, yeah, up until now. He, that's been – I will go to the grave saying if they win the finals this year, the reason they won the finals was because Marcus Smart realized he needed to be a point guard yep. and not a shooting guard. That would be – hundred. I would – Stand by, and you know how critical I've been of him. But Marcus Smart, the last five years, they actually told him, one hundred percent. Yeah, they actually told him, no, you're gonna, you're gonna be our point guard because, yeah. like, and he took, and he's taken it on in the second half of this year. And he, right now, you're gonna get flashier numbers from Tatum. You're gonna get, you know, flashier numbers from Jalen Brown. You're gonna get some awesome shot blocking and rebounding from Robert Williams. But Marcus Smart in that role, him embracing that role, is why they're here right now. No doubt in my mind. Mm. Six assists in the playoffs, on average for Marcus Smart. Yeah, would, you have, would you have? Would you have expected that going into the playoffs? No. <laughs> <laughs> no Tatum is right there. Tatum is like what five point eight, five point seven, something like that. He's, he's uh, right there. Yeah, they're, they're both. They're both they're, passing the ball. Yeah. Tatum is arguably his best trait this playoffs is getting everyone involved. <laughs> Mr. First teamer, bro. Mr. First teamer. Yeah, first teamer. <laughs> and, and, and Zach, here's my thing. I don't want to hear anybody bitching about Marcus Smart taking open shots. Now, if you want to talk about he needs to make his open shots, that's a different conversation. Yeah. But the fact that people sit there and go, why is Marcus Smart shooting the ball 
in the last two minutes of a game because he's wide fucking open. They're double teaming Tatum and they're manning up on Brown. And they Not only don't that. Have- Not only that. How many? How many has he made during this postseason run? I'm telling you. Tell me about. He's. 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 he's I, I still think he's one of the better streak shooters in the NBA, where he 100%. can get hot for you know eight, ten shots in a row, and then after that it goes away or whatever. But and he hit the free throws to, to lock down the game. He hit the free throws that needed to be hit. Taking them, no, not a problem. But there also has to be a situational awareness because if you don't need a three ball and it's just an open three and you got 15 seconds on a shot clock, that's moronic. I'm sorry, that's bad situational awareness. He's at, so there is he's there at, are situations that you got to take into consideration. He's at 40 percent from the field. That's from the field, yeah, or from three. No, from three, from three, he's at 33 yeah. percent. Those are Marcus Smart numbers. I mean, what do you want from him? That's Marcus, that's Marcus, that's Marcus, that's Marcus Smart. Smart. You know what I mean? But he's he's a damn streaky thirty three percent shooter. He is. He is. What's the what's he, the league average? He's, like he's, like thirty five. He's, so he's, he's five not that up, far. five down, or he's an over five. I'm telling you, he can go, he can go two for twenty two, or he can go eleven for twenty two. He's done it. He can, he can do it. I mean, I've I mean, seen, at, least he's, at least he's not Derek White twenty seven percent. Come on, guys. Come on. Let's give, let's give guys some credit. Here. Yeah, if there's one thing, and that was crazy in Game Seven. He was lights out for three. Yeah, game like? six, bro, <laughs> that was game a waste. Six. They wasted the game six of like the best performance of 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 like White's career, or at least in the Celtics jersey. And and talk about another X factor, Derek White, be able to defend their guards. Yep. He played really well. If he can give you anything on offense, we got it. But oh, when he shoots a three, though, like that. Now, if we want to complain about someone taking a shot, <laughs> like <laughs> all day and bitch about Derek White taking a shot because since. Frank. The, the only Celtic in the past couple of years that I've dreaded taking a shot more than Derek White from three is Evan Fournier. Because that <laughs> motherfucker, when he was open for three, he sucked. And he was supposed to hit threes. That made it even worse. <laughs> and I'd like, I don't want to bring it up. Derek Fournier. I would like to send a message to all Nick fans who laughed at the Celtics for letting them get Kemba. And Evan Fournier in the offseason. And they laughed at us for letting them go. What a horrible franchise to root for. <laughs> you, you, you sad sons of bitches. You know what I mean? You laughed at us for letting Kemba go. What a, what a bunch of losers. <laughs> All right. All right, Zach, on that note, where can they find you on the interwebs? Because... You're back and forth on Twitter. It's just it's just getting better and better every time I fucking uh, see you tweet about soccer, tweet about the Red Sox. You're, oh yes. god, it's uh, I mean, the summer just gets hotter, you know. But uh, oh, and, and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry about you know the uh, Liverpool shitting the Liverpool, all over the yeah, field the other day. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was just the other day happened. It happened two times in a row, huh? No. Well, the City won their last game, so they couldn't. Yeah. Get, that's what I mean. You lost two, two. Oh, but, but that's that was out of their hands. That was out of their hands. Yeah. Their you lost and, two championships in, in, in like a week. So that's yeah. No, no, it, wasn't, no, no. it wasn't a good week. That's for sure. No, that's, <laughs> no the, yeah. real, the real the moral right, story here. The moral story here is fuck Real Madrid. That's the that's the moral story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fuck Real Madrid, which I can now successfully say I never like rooting for them. I never <laughs> like. Oh, you know, you do that. I never like rooting for them. <laughs> I, had to. Yeah. I got to I got to hear, hear from Papa Pavone all all damn week. Yeah, that's his squad. No, Liverpool wasn't done like cleaning up their bowel movement in the Premier League, and then oh, they got smacked by. And they should have. They had so many chances at the end of that game. They just choked, 
Just like they did. they did, and now they've got what three or four guys that are talking about leaving too. So that's gonna be a whole new team. So yeah. Anyway, at OTW Sports Radio on Twitter, we are. Uh, I mean, this finals is gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I gotta find new victims out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> Easy enough. We gotta find a few Golden State fans, which I think everyone under the age of like 20. Is a Golden State fan, so it should be easy enough. Yeah, they're either literally from San Francisco, originally not imported, which is like very rare for San Francisco, I think nowadays. It's less and less. And then they weren't they in? Wait, they're now in San Francisco, or are yeah, they yeah, Oak- no, they're in San Francisco yeah. now. They were in <laughs> Oakland, now they're in San Francisco. The Chase Center is now in San Francisco. Well, that's okay, what, yeah, yeah. So, so wait, hold on, yeah. So Oakland, I feel like are Lakers fans, right? They're Raiders fans, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't see them having the the huge following. And yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, outside of China and and new NBA fans and anti LeBron fans, because for a while there, I was a Warriors Warriors, you know, cheerleader when he went up against when they went up against LeBron. Yeah, there's no real, there's no, there's no diehard Warriors fans. There isn't. <laughs> Past two years, oh, just trashing their fans. Seriously, <laughs> they're they're all mannequins, bro. They're basically they're, Miami fans, but yeah, just on the West Coast. One thousand percent Miami. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, when you start throwing things, they're basically at, Lakers fans, but just further north. I mean, you, when you start throwing things at Charles Barkley, oh, that's fucked up. You, you've gone too far, bitches. Yeah, man. I mean, Straight up bitches. I mean, I I agree. I agree. There is no. I, I would put it out there. There is uh, that stadium is going to be probably full with like seventeen percent actual Warriors fans, and the rest are just bandwagon, ring chasing, Steph Curry, Bobbin. <laughs> you know, just not. They're, they're the Kevin Durant of basketball fans. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, Zach. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for filling in. We appreciate it. Until we meet again. Yeah, go Celtics. We'll see what we can do, man. Oh, you guys are pretty, uh, pretty mean with the uh, the the Warriors fans there. But I mean, nine and zero at home. I don't know if it has much to do with the uh, the home crowd, but the, the Celtics are they're still capable of uh, you know pulling out victories on the road, especially in a place in a hostile environment. I mean, ask the ask the the Nets fans, ask the uh, the Bucks fans. Ask the Heat fans who show up, you know, halfway through the second quarter. Right. It can, it can be done. It can be done. You know what I mean? So. Just comparatively, comparatively to, you know, the Celtics fans, it seems like uh, they, they, they don't stand a chance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got a special, in case you missed it, it's a finals edition where I'm just throwing out random uh, – Neato facts, neato stats, if you will. All right. I figured, you know, we had uh, we had a good conversation on the preview of the series. So here's maybe some things that uh, you might have missed or you, you didn't know. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. Uh, when it comes to the Celtics, their chance to win the NBA Finals, according to ESPN. Their uh, good old basketball power index, 86% to 14. That's a bit high. Yeah, I don't know really, if I believe that. Really weird. I don't understand it. It's all those advanced statistics, which I think you like we said on the thing earlier, like 
advanced statistics really don't matter in the finals. That's across the season. Yeah. When averages can become averages and you know, because they're averages, right? Of course. Like, that's bigger so I've heard. Seven game series don't matter. I don't care. Doesn't matter. It, it is what it is. Now, like, now, I, now I gotta ask. Have you seen the uh, Vegas numbers when it comes to this series? Yes. Do you believe them, or you're still? Well, they have they have the Warriors as a as a as a favorite. I know that, and I've only really looked at Game One, and I know they have them favored by like three and a half points. So then, really, what they're saying if they're the home team, they're only favored by about a half point difference. So I would sort of lean with Vegas more. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna say who's the betting favorite, I mean, they want people to put the money on, you know, in a, in a, in a series as close. You want them to bet with their heart, not their not their stats, and they're gonna put money on the Warriors. So yeah. All right. In case you missed it, Jason Tatum, who was awarded the Larry Bird Eastern Conference Finals MVP, is- yeah is one of four players in NBA history to reach the finals, averaging 25, 5, and 5 before turning 25. You know who the other uh, three players are? Um, Before turning 25, let's go with LeBron James. Yep. Let's go with Tim Duncan. Nope. Okay. Kobe? Yes. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to get this last one. How old? So this is before turning twenty five, right? So how how like seasons wise, like in our era? Yeah, our era. Yeah, yeah. We watched we watched this. Yeah, this is. I mean this this player retired within the last two years. Uh, Vince Carter? No, Vince Carter never went to the finals, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let's go with Dirk Nowitzki. Nope. Dwayne Wade. Ah, Dwayne Wade. Remember, yeah, remember his uh, the '06 run. Yep, yep. That was his second year in the league, and it's uh, it's good when you have Shaq on your on your it roster. Is. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed him. Dirk must have been close. No, no, because when he made his first finals appearance, I think he was he was definitely older than twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. All right. With the Southern Game Seven win. They were awarded the Bob Cousy Eastern Conference Finals Trophy. And with that win, the Celtics are all-time in Game 7s on the road, 5-4. and four. No other franchise has more than two wins in a road Game 7. And no other franchise has a winning record on the road in Game 7s. Celtics have showed up in, in, in their – they've played a lot of Game 7s. Like every series, they never make it easy. This goes back. Been two last time we made it to the championship in the finals. I think it was a seven game series for both of those 08 and 2010 runs. Yeah. The the least amount of games that they played in that run was against the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Final Six and the Lakers, obviously, in six. They could have wrapped that up in five, but I mean, I'll, I'll go to the grave, you know, with that steal by Kobe on, on, on Piers at the end of game. The end of game five was a foul, but that's just me. In case you missed it, with that, uh, that game seven win Al Horford. Now you can erase him from the list of most NBA playoff games played without reaching the NBA finals. He has ended his streak at 141. 
The thing of beauty. 141. It was 15th NBA season. Every year, except for last season when he was in Oklahoma City, he's made the postseason. He made to the Eastern Conference Finals three times, one with Atlanta. No, four times, actually. Three with Boston and one with Atlanta. And take a guess who's next on the list for the most games played without reaching the NBA Finals. Still an active player. All right. Let's go. Actually a former teammate of Horford. It's not Chris Paul? Nope. Nope, not on this list. Oh. At least not in the one, two, three, four. Oh, he made the finals last year. Obviously, come on, Sean. But I don't know how many playoff games he played before he made the final. But he's not. He's not on yet. Um, uh, I said he's a former teammate of Horford. So you know, Chris Paul was never a teammate of Horford's. Right, former teammate of Horford. Um, probably going to be James Harden. No, no, no they he, weren't teammates. I'm not a. I'm not even close. Uh, Harden obviously made the finals with the Thunder too. You friggin' moron! <laughs> go with. Uh, let's go with. Oh my! Wow, it's been ten years, by the way, since he made the last time he made the finals. That's crazy. He's probably catching up to start a new thing. Um, him and him and uh, Westbrook. It's been ten years for both of them. Yeah. Uh, and they probably played a very similar amount of playoff games too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Paul Millsap. There you go, bro. Paul Millsap, 130 <laughs> games. I thought it was gonna be a bigger name, but 130 yeah. games. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense because he went from he was on all of those Hawks teams and then went to the Jazz, right, and the Nuggets or whatever. And yeah, yeah not, not they're not making finals. And and a bonus, the 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 next person on the list also former teammates of Millsap and Horford's. Not Kyle Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. Jeff D? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Joe Johnson. There you go, Joe Johnson. Yeah. Oh, but he's he made it. He's on the. He's getting a ring with the Celtics. But he's not on the active roster, man. Dude, oh, that's tough. That's 120 tough. games without reaching the NBA Finals. And rumor has it he might get a ring if the Celtics win it. I don't know how true that is. I and mean, he did score two points in his only appearance, <laughs> so. That's good for him. And speaking of Al Horford, because the Celtics have reached the finals, his uh, salary for next season will increase from 14.5 to 19.5 mil. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was supposed to have a guarantee of 26.5 mil, and that's only if the Celtics win the championship. But according to a report, the Celtics will guarantee the full 26.5 mil for next season, regardless of outcome. I think he deserves it. I think so. Yes, that that next season will be his final year from a four-year deal that he signed with Philly back in 2019. Well, speaking of Al Horford, one of the biggest things about this series that I'm really interested in seeing is if Al Horford does sneak his way into being NBA Finals MVP. Oof, that'd be good. He's at at plus 10,000 odds right now. To win the MVP. That means if you put down a hundred dollars, you're winning ten thousand dollars. I see, I see you've been peeping. You've been peeping the uh Yeah. Um the last big ten thousand dollar, I mean ten plus ten thousand thing to hit was when Leicester City won the uh oh, oh, yeah, Premier they, won, they won the Premier League, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were plus ten thousand. That's crazy. 
That's crazy. That's crazy. So if you bet $50 on Al Horford, you get throwaway money for 50 bucks. In case you missed it, other than Al Horford, Jalen Brown actually earned a uh, $964,000 bonus for the Celtics reaching the finals. He's also had two additional bonuses worth about you know $482,000 uh, for the Celtics reaching the second round and whatnot. Uh, he is supposed to win a, another bonus if the Celtics win it all, but that's undisclosed. But speaking of Jalen Brown, he is the new signee of uh, Kanye West's Donda Sports. Yeah, I saw this, and I'm definitely going to hold my comments for after the finals. If, all right. Let's let's hold this for the off season, uh, and then we can either if he win, wins MVP though, you can't say nothing. I ain't gonna say shit. All right, yeah. all right, all right. That's that, a, that's a, that's a stipulation there. If he doesn't win, so you know, according to the reports here, you know, uh, Mr. Jalen Brown, he's uh, he's joining up with Kanye West's uh, marketing firm. I guess you want you can call it. And he calls it the start of a beautiful collaboration. It became public this week that the Celtics forward was the first NBA player to sign with Donda Sports. So the company is like a larger like clothing line. So as of now, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, Aaron Donald recently joined the firm as well. And quote, it was time for me. Like I said, anytime I make a life decision, I contemplate. Think about things deeply, Brown said. And from what I do, the missions I want to get accomplished, it was the right decision. End quote. Yeah. I mean, he's he is a free agent. He's a free shoe agent because uh, I don't know if you've noticed during the season he's he's worn every type of shoe from Nike to New Balance to uh, Under Armour, all 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 types of shoes, and he still hasn't gotten a contract. He he was signed with uh, Adidas back in his rookie season, so that 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 deal expired before the beginning of this season, and he's still actively searching for another shoe deal, reportedly. So. Oh. Is he going to wear Yeezys? I mean, I wouldn't discount that. <laughs> I don't know how comfortable comfortable they are to play ball in. I hear they're comfortable to walk around in. I don't know about if they're a good balling shoe, good shoe to ball up in. I can't tell you one way or another. I don't. I don't like. I don't like it. One. Well, I, you know what? Like I said, like I said, one way, one way or another. We'll talk about this after the. Uh, I'm not gonna harsh anyone's vibe right now with my uh with your take yes <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for this nba finals edition of uh in case you missed it you can uh follow us on all social media platforms at causeway street oh real quick shout out to the fucker who tried to hack the uh causeway snapchat last week you fucking you dick nice try but it didn't happen so hmm Follow us on on Snapchat for some video and, and and images from out at the Chase Center. Sway is out there right now as we speak. And for all your NBA Finals coverage, hit up CausewayStreet.com. Thanks again for uh, Zach for coming through. He's uh, one of our writers there at CausewayStreet.com. And don't forget, subscribe to our After Hours. That's Causeway After Hours on Patreon, patreon.com slash Causeway from for exclusive content, patreon.com slash Causeway. Uh, any last uh, thoughts before this series? No, go Celtics. That's it. Go Celtics. Let's.
That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> As always, Black Lives Matter. Let's stop Asian hate. Stand with Ukraine. By the way, Ukraine, one win away from making it to the World Cup. Excellent. Nothing but uh, good vibes for the country of Ukraine. And South is back in the finals. Damn. Let's okay, go. Is good, this is good to say. Still hasn't hit me yet, but once game one tips off, I'm going to be one happy camper. This is going to be one hell of a series. Back in the finals. Back in Cali. And until next time, we are out. Peace. Peace.